what's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q on One edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And with the Q on Ones, what I like to do is interview people. Sometimes they can be local entrepreneurs, or they could be someone um, who's doing their thing worldwide. Um, so it's an opportunity for you to get to know these people up and close and learn their story and what gave them the passion to do what they do or provide the type of service they provide. So please sit back and enjoy the show. And please be encouraged to share. A lot of people, including myself, kind of do their thing by word of mouth, you know. So the more you spread the knowledge about the show, then the more people who can tune in and grow this thing and make it bigger. And it also gives more support for the people who I bring on the show who are looking to get their product or services out to the masses. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. She's relatively new to the game, but she's taken the podcasting world by storm. From the Magnolia State of Mississippi and the creator of the I Am Her podcast, please welcome Miss Ashley D. to the Talk to Q Radio Show. Ashley, how's it going? It's going well, Q. Thanks for having me today. Thanks for taking the time. So your podcast, I Am Her, centers around the trials and tribulations you experience in your young life. Despite being only, what, 29, you've already overcome a lot. So tell the listeners what the I Am Her podcast is all about. I started it off like pretty much um, venting and giving the people a look into my childhood all the way up into adulthood. And I I explained things that I went through and what lessons I learned and how I changed a few things along the way to make me the woman that I am today. And I basically wanted to do that to kind of help people that are going through similar situations and they don't really know which way to go or what options are available for them. So I just put that out there in hopes to help someone out. Okay, so what compelled you to tell your story and reveal so many private moments about your life? Because you, you pretty much put it all out there. Well, it pretty much started off one day. I was talking to my best friend, and she was like, just open up. Because like, I'm new to dating again. I think I was out of dating for like four years. And I met this guy, uh-huh. and he seems like he really cares. So she was like, just open up to him. So one night after work, I sat down, and I talked, and I let everything out. I was crying along the way. And he just looks up at me, lost for words, and he just says, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And the thought has run through my mind a few times before that, but it's like, what am I going to say? Is anybody even going to listen? So, no. So... Yeah, he he basically just asked me, have I ever thought about doing a podcast? And I thought on it some more, and I was like, okay, well, I do have things that I could share. I could, you know, open up to people, and this could be like an outlet for me to release anything that I still hold on to. That way I can grow even more and hopefully, you know, reach some people that I don't know and help them out along the way because I've always wanted to one day speak to women that have been physically abused, mentally abused, verbally abused, because I can share a lot and hopefully help some people with that. Like even with parenting, I, I can help with that too. Single mom of two. 
Okay, so the podcast is kind of therapeutic. Kind of therapeutic for you, and I, I, I get that. So take us through it. Things are spiraling out of control in your world. What was rock bottom for you? What made you decide, hey, I need to turn things around? Well, rock bottom came when I was in a relationship before this one, about four years ago. And I realized that I really lost myself. I wasn't the happy person that I always was. Because anybody that would ever see me, they're like, oh, Ashley, you're always happy. You're always smiling. And this is this and that. And now it's like people were telling me, you're not the same. You're, you know, you're you're shutting yourself off. You're not really talking to anybody. It's like you're always angry all the time. You look sad. Something's always going on. And one day I was just sitting in my house alone, and I actually thought about suicide for the first time in my life. I thought that maybe if I wasn't here, you know, things would be a lot better on people, and I won't have to feel like this anymore. And I went to a support group through my church. They have what they call small groups, and this lady that I know from, Mm -hmm. um, I was her daughter's manager at the time, and she comes to me. She's like, hey, I want you to come join my women's small group. I was like, okay, cool, I'll do that. And I get there, I was nervous. I was like, I I feel like I shouldn't be here, but I've always known when you're uncomfortable, that's when something great is going to happen. Okay. So I get there, I'm just listening to all these women tell their stories, and most of them have stories similar to mine. I was like, okay, so I can share some stuff, get some stuff out. And, like, after that, it's like I started to come home, and every day I would write one thing about myself that I liked. And then, well, I wrote that on one side of my mirror. And then on the other side of my mirror, I wrote it, I wrote down um, things that I do not like. And it's like I tried to put all my focus on the stuff that I do not like and what I could do to change my thought process of that. And each day, like, each day I get up and I would have to see that. It's like, okay, Ashley, you think this because this. You think this because of this. It's like I will wipe off the bad stuff as it went away. So that way I was kind of releasing it there. And that's what drove me to, like, really start changing. But, of course, everything didn't change overnight. It it never does. And and that's a good idea you had to put things on the mirror to kind of um, eliminate the bad things one by one. And it's also great that you had the group in which to share similar stories because a lot of times people don't want to share things because they feel like they'll be judged or, you know, looked at a certain way. But to hear other people go through the same thing um, is definitely very helpful. So a lot of people think that what you may have experienced in your life so far is just something that 20-somethings do. You know, when you're young, you're kind of wild and you live on the edge a little and you just go through some dramatic things. But how can a person recognize that maybe things have gotten a little too much out of hand, like maybe they drink a little too much or maybe they put up with a little too much um, flack from other people and things of that nature? How do you know when things have gotten a little too far? In my opinion, I feel like when you start to see change within yourself, 
that's when you know things have gone too far, like change, bad change. Like, with my drinking, I didn't think that it was bad until I started getting into trouble. Like, the DUIs. I've had a car accident where I blacked out because I was so mad, but I did have a few drinks that night. Like, stuff like that is what let me know, okay, this is going too far. Actually, what are you going to do? Like, the DUI was the biggest turnaround for my drinking because it's so much I had to go through and so much money I had to spend, and I'm very cheap. And spending money like that, that I didn't like that at all. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. And then I also noticed, like, my drink of choice is Hennessy. <laughs> A fifth of Hennessy, I could drink by myself. And then I probably wasn't uh-huh. but 180, 185, and I was drinking that much, maybe two or three times a week. Wow. And sometimes I didn't feel as if it really did the job, but eventually I probably passed out or go to, or go to sleep. So it's like once that's gone, it's gone. I can just go to sleep now. And I also used it to help me go to sleep. And that's another way I was like, okay, this is too far, way too far. I shouldn't have to self-medicate like this to make me go to sleep at night. And I also used it to help me deal with, you know, talking to people. And I realized then, okay, that's, that's too far. It shouldn't have to, you know, come in between you and conversations with people. You shouldn't need this to talk to somebody. Okay, and, like, me getting arrested that night in my DUI, all I could think about was if they don't let me go, what's going to happen to my kids? Like, I have a good support system, but it's almost like I need to be there. I shouldn't be in this situation because I have two little people looking at me and watching me and need me there for them more than anything. So I just had to erase everything else that I thought I needed to be doing because I was in my 20s, like having fun, living life. I had to erase that all out and be like, okay, I have two little girls that I need to raise to be little women that I don't want to go through half the stuff that I went through. Or, you know, I don't want to have to, I don't want them to have to learn every lesson that they have to go through the hard way. I want them to be able to come talk to me about stuff like this. So, Ashley, you need to get your stuff together, change it, and be there for them. So it was like it was never me not really being the best mom I could be, but in ways I could see where I could still be absent dealing with drinking and partying and just hanging out. Because some nights I'm like, Mama's going to go out, you know, and their grandmother come watch them. And she'd be like, look, the kids said they want you at home. I was like, yeah, I do need to stay at home. But I never would because I always wanted to be a part of that life then. So, yeah, yeah how, hearing them and, like, don't really see. Let's see. It's 10 and 6 now, about three years ago, 7 okay. and 3. Yeah. And the... <laughs> The six-year-old, which was three then, she was the one that would really open up her mouth and say something. She's the one that's not afraid to look at you dead in your eyes and be like, well, I feel like you should have did this and maybe this wouldn't have happened. 
Or you could just stay here and blah, 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 this. So, yeah, she, she was the one that really got in my face and, like, hey, you need to stop. And then my oldest, when I had my car accident, she was the only one that wanted to stay at home with me. My youngest, she wanted to stay with my grandmother. And my oldest, she sat up there with me all night long. I fell asleep, and I woke up, and seeing her just look at me, she's like, Mom, I just wanted to make sure you were okay. I was like, well, I'm okay, baby. You need to go to sleep, because I think it was like 3 o'clock in the morning when I woke back up, and she was just sitting there watching me. I was like, I'm okay. You just need to go down. You need to lay down and go to sleep. And I didn't want my kids worrying about me like that anymore. Like, it hurt me. It still hurts me now. I'm about to cry. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's what made me realize I'm doing too much. I need to sit down and really get it together. Wow, that is amazing. And um, it's also amazing how much kids pay attention to us. And a lot of people may not think about that. And it's so often I've heard people in their 20s say, well, I'm in my 20s. I can do this. I can make mistakes. And that that's understandable to a certain extent, but sometimes we make mistakes that we can't come back from or mistakes that change our life forever. And I think it's right. great that you, you realize that, you know, something was wrong and you took steps to correct it. And so if someone were to listen to the I Am Her podcast, then what would you want that person to get out of it? I would want them to get... Um more so of understanding of themselves and understanding of different life situations that they may know different people are going through because some people, like, they look at stuff that they see that is small and they're like, well, that's not a big deal because I'm going through this and I'm going through that. You know, that's a big deal for you, which may be a small thing for me, but I won't say it doesn't matter if it's self-inflicted or what, if I, it's something that people need help with because a lot of the stuff that I did, I did it to myself. But I also never really looked at what it stemmed from. And it's like whenever people listen to me, I want them to go back and realize different things that they do that's not right that might be hurting the people around them, figure out where it came mm-hmm. from, and work your way from there to become better. Because if you treat yourself better, you're going to treat others better. And that's basically what I want people to get out of my messages when I share them. And it is a very good podcast, very um, inspirational, and uh, you, you mainly tell your story, but you also have had people on, guests on to do interviews, talk about certain topics that may be important. So where can my listeners find the I Am Her podcast, and where can they connect with you on social media? Okay, well, you can find the I Am Her podcast on different platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and radio public. And I also post my audio on YouTube at Audaciously Ashley. And if anyone wants to reach me on social media, my Facebook is Ashley L. Dumas, or I also have a Facebook for my podcast, and that is Audaciously Me. I also have an Instagram, and that is Audaciously 
underscore me underscore. And my Twitter is Ashley dot no banks underscore. Okay. Didn't realize you were on Twitter. I have to connect with you there. And before we go, I also know that your kids are involved with something on YouTube. Can you tell us a little bit about that? They are. They have their own YouTube channel. It's called the Izzy and Lizzie Show. On their channel, they pretty much do challenges, DIYs, uh, pranks, like pretty much anything under the sun that may be trending at the moment. Um, eventually, we're going to switch over and also start doing some redecorating because they want to redecorate their room, and they say that they want to post it because when they get older, they said they want to flip houses. They love watching HGTV. So we're going to eventually get over into that. But they do a lot of different stuff. Like people would send requests like, hey, can your kids do this? Can they do that? Because they're hilarious. They don't care what they say. Whatever comes up is going to come out, and that's what makes it fun. All right. Well, cool. Cool. I have to check that out as well. So, Ashley, it's a pleasure to have you on this two-on-one edition I love to talk to you radio show. You know that you're one of my favorite people. I'm not sure when we came across each other um, in a Facebook group, I don't know if it was the fact that you were from Mississippi or the fact that you were just so open and honest with what you had to say. But either way, um, I started listening to the podcast, and I've been a fan ever since. So I wish you much success in the future, and just keep it up. Thank you. It's always a pleasure being here as well. I love your show. And I'm glad we met because I I learned a lot from being on your show and listening to your shows. Thank you. Like, you have been a really big support. And that's going to do it for this T2Q podcast. Go to TalkToQ.com, and that way you can sign up for the email newsletter and be alerted to new shows as they come out. I'm on Twitter at TalkToQ, and that's Talk, the number two Q. So I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast of T2Q, and I'll see you next time.